Night Call with Simon Lim. Tonight on my show, my special phone-in guest is Clinical Associate Professor Ang Seng Bin, President of the Osteoporosis Society Singapore. Hi, Professor Ang. Welcome to my show. Hi, Simon. Thank you for the invitation to the show. And Professor Ang, my listeners may have heard of osteoporosis as affecting, you know, the elderly. But can osteoporosis affect younger women and men in their 50s and 60s? In other words, is it true that one does not need to be over 80 uh, to suffer from osteoporosis? Well, generally, osteoporosis do affect the older people, but it does depend on whether when you're young, you achieve a higher bone mass to allow for greater loss when in your older days. There are some people who do get osteoporosis for whatever reason. For women, it could be because they menopause before the age of 45. Hence, um, they lose bone faster than most women because they lost their protection of the um, estrogen. There are other diseases that may actually accelerate the loss of the bone, such as thyroid disease and some of the autoimmune diseases as well. So this probably due to secondary causes by other disease that have an impact on the bone. Now, is osteoporosis related to family history or has it got to do with largely, you know, with other factors such as poor lifestyle habits, bad diet, uh, lack of calcium or lack of vitamin D? Actually, 80% of the osteoporosis is genetically determined means that it runs in the family. So if your parents have hip fracture, um, your risk of having a fracture later in life is also higher. But the other 20% is actually determined the moment the child is conceived. Antenatally, when the woman is pregnant, whether she has adequate vitamin D or not will affect the bone health as well as if she has gestational diabetes that can also have a negative impact on the bone health and when the child is born really having adequate vitamin D by having adequate sunlight exposure plus exercise is important for the bone formation and bone accrual at the very critical age plus adequate calcium intake and protein intake. And the critical years are really between 11 to 13 because for the girls, it has been shown that the amount of bone accumulated in these two to three years of puberty is almost equivalent to the 30 years of bone loss after menopause. So this this two years is a very good investment where we should encourage the kids who are going through puberty to have enough sunshine, get enough exercise, as well as good diet with adequate calcium and protein. Mm-hmm. Now, can long-term consumption of oral steroid medication or other drugs, you know, lead to osteoporosis? Well, steroid does cause the bone to weaken and hence um, it's not just osteoporosis, it weakens the bone structure that leads to the increased risk of fracture. (laughs) So for people who are on long-term steroid, I'm sure their doctors will be looking after their bone health and ensure that they get appropriate treatment at the appropriate time. And to what extent uh, can we prevent osteoporosis? Well, hearing from what we said earlier on, actually, you can potentially prevent osteoporosis. It is really uh, the importance of balance between the calcium intake, vitamin D, as well as exercise. Um, When you exercise, you actually stimulate the bone and it will strengthen in the direction where pressure is being exerted. So when we talk about exercise, it's really weight-bearing exercises 
swimming, while it's good to build up muscle and aerobic exercises, but the effect on the bone is not as great as mm. compared to uh, weight-bearing exercise. And tonight I'm talking to Clinical Associate Professor Ang Seng Bin, President of the Osteoporosis Society Singapore. We'll find out more about your society in just a bit. So don't go away, okay, Dr. Ang? Sure. Night Call with Simon Lim. This evening, my special guest is Clinical Associate Professor Ang Seng Bin, President of the Osteoporosis Society Singapore. And you can view the website of the Osteoporosis Society of Singapore. It is www.osteoporosis.sg. Now, Professor Ang, tell me more about the Osteoporosis Society Singapore. What is the main function of this society? Well, the Osteoporosis Society was a form to promote bone health and its members are made up of uh, lay people, meaning those who may be suffering from osteoporosis or caregiver mm. of people who are suffering from osteoporosis, as well as the healthcare professionals who have an interest in osteoporosis and preventing fractures in the patients that we see. So we promote a lot of the knowledge among the members as well as the public through public forums, as well as uh, some of the collaboration we have with a health promotion board, such as the Health Ambassador Program, where we have trained more than 300 over people on uh, osteoporosis and how to prevent osteoporosis. Of course, the other part that we do are the professional education where we provide seminars as well as workshops to fellow professionals to improve the management of bone health among the healthcare professionals. Now, what are some past activities that the Osteoporosis Society Singapore has done? Well, last year we actually ran a Women's Health Carnival in conjunction with Health Promotion Board as well as our partner societies like Singapore Cancer Society, Breast Cancer Foundation. Um, on top of that, we run quite a few training courses for um, healthcare professionals like doctors as well as nurses, um, such as our osteoporosis intermediate course that we've been running for over two years. Okay, Professor Ang, what is the latest treatment for osteoporosis that's available in Singapore right now and how does it work in a nutshell? Osteoporosis treatment generally goes into two parts. One is a bone building, what we call anabolic agent, where the treatment builds the bone, whereas the other is an anti-resorptive, where it prevents bone loss. Maybe I'll use the analogy of a road. To repair of the road, you have someone digging the road diggers, in osteoporosis, what happens is they dig too fast such that there are too many holes uh, on the road where the fillers are not able to fill up the hole fast enough. So what the anti-resorptive does is to reduce the rate of the digging so that they can catch up and prevent that um, multiple holes that will weaken the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much like that in the bone. Whereas the anabolic agent really allows the road to be strengthened and this is the latest that we have um, now. It is an agent that actually not just strengthens the bone by building bone, it also prevents the loss and hence this is something that will be very uh, useful for those with severe osteoporosis with multiple fractures. Mm -hmm. What is the agent called? The agent is um, a drug called Romosusumab the brand name is called Evanity. And tonight I'm talking to Clinical Associate Professor Ang Seng Bin, President of the Osteoporosis Society Singapore. So we'll be back in just a bit. Night Call 
with Simon Lim. On the line with me is my special guest, Clinical Associate Professor Ang Seng Bin, President of the Osteoporosis Society Singapore. Professor Ang, what is the best long-term treatment for osteoporosis? Really, it's um, individualizing to the patient what works best. And sometimes I take a life course approach when they are younger, um, especially for the ladies. Um, if they have symptoms, sometimes hormones or some of the um, SIRMs, which is a selective estrogen receptor modulator, may be appropriate for them at a point of time where the risk of fracture is lesser. Then the other agents can come on later, depending on the preference and the severity of um, what the patient experiences uh, in terms of osteoporosis. For example, those with um, vertebral compression fracture where there's a spine fracture, especially if they have back pain, we find that the anabolic agents works very well to reduce the pain as well as improve the bone mass to prevent that second fracture later on in life. And can one stop osteoporosis from progressing? I would say that the lifestyle will reduce the rate of progress. You can't really stop it from progressing because as we age, we lose about 1% per year of the bone mineral density in our body. Um, so by having good diet, adequate vitamin D exercise, you can reduce the rate of loss. Mm-hmm. Whereas somebody who lies in the bed and not move uh, will lose sometimes up to about 2 to 3% per week of their bone mass actually regular activity keep yourself moving that stimulates the bone to reduce the rate of bone loss one analogy would be those astronauts who go into space the amount of bone they lose just in that two months in space um, they have to spend about two years uh, exercising getting the adequate diet to put back the same bone mass that was lost Mm -hmm. when they are in outer space so if someone were to exercise, you know, daily with, uh, you know, weight-bearing exercises, improve their diet, lifestyle, how fast can one rebuild their bone density? Does it also take like, you know, at least a year or two? Well, for the young ones, they can rebuild their bones, but what we see in the seniors, generally they don't rebuild but they can maintain the bone at the current state and not um, go through that stage where I said we may lose 1% per year. So just imagine if you're 60 years old now, you just leave things as it is. Every year you lose 1%, by 80 years old you're going to lose 20% of your bone mass. And that puts you at high risk of fracture. And I thought one thing I want to highlight is as we treat osteoporosis, it's like treating hypertension to prevent a stroke. Mm. So treating osteoporosis is to prevent fracture. So it's not just focusing on the bone, but focusing on the risk of falls. How do I modify the environment to make sure that um, the environment is safe, you don't sleep in your toilet and fall and break a bone? Or how do you strengthen your core muscle to improve your balance such that when you trip, you don't fall over and break a bone? And of course, my guest this evening is Clinical Associate Professor Ang Seng Bin. He's the president of the Osteoporosis Society Singapore. You can go to www.osteoporosis.sg. And we'll be back in just a while. Night Call with Simon Lim. Still on the line with me is my special guest, Clinical Associate Professor Ang Seng Bin, President of the Osteoporosis Society Singapore. And Professor Ang, what happens if one does not take osteoporosis medication? The consequence of osteoporosis is fracture. And what we always fear is um, the impact on your quality of life. If you have a hip fracture, 
you'll be in the bed for maybe up to three months and even if you recover you might not move as what you do uh, normally in the past hence uh, this is really a balance you know the treatment for osteoporosis to prevent a fracture is actually more effective than to treat hypertension to prevent a stroke so why don't we prevent the fracture rather than wait till you have a fracture then you try to do something about it. And for the sake of 1FM 91.3 listeners, it would be great if you could you know, explain in layman terms the difference between osteoporosis and osteoarthritis. Uh, this is always a problem people always ask. Osteoporosis affects the bone. So basically your bone quality and the bone strength decreases. That's why it predisposes you to fracture. Whereas osteoarthritis affects the joint. The pain you experience is from the joint where the cartilage are worn out mm. and hence um, you experience the pain with the limitation in movement. Interestingly, sometimes I note that uh, people with osteoarthritis tend not to have osteoporosis and vice versa. Mm-hmm. It could be something to do with genetics, although sometimes uh, both conditions can affect one person. That is interesting. And at what age should one start to have a bone density test? And how often you know, should one repeat this bone density scan? Um, based on the recent studies, it seems that um, for women at 65 years old, it would be good to get a baseline bone mineral density done because 30% of the people would have osteoporosis at around 65 years old, whereas the men may be around 70 years old. Another one that uh, a formula they can use is to use your age minus your weight. Meaning if you're 60 years old and your weight is 40, 60 minus 40 is 20. So if you're more than 20, uh, you're at higher risk of osteoporosis, then you should check your bone mineral density. For women who menopause before the age of 45, they should get their bone mineral density checked because they are at higher risk. Mm-hmm. Um, and those other diseases like thyroid disease as well as autoimmune disease they should have their bone mineral density checked earlier on or at regular interval to see how fast they are losing their bone and professor ang please share you know a message or quote uh, for my listeners as the president of the osteoporosis society singapore well eat well keep moving get adequate sunshine and osteoporosis prevention starts from the womb Thank you so much for being my guest on my show, Professor Ang Sengbin, President of the Osteoporosis Society Singapore. Thank you. And of course, you can view the website of the Osteoporosis Society Singapore. It is www.osteoporosis.sg.